there should always be gratitude. Yeah. You know, there should always be that reminder of, you know, that was actually a beautiful connection. And I'm thankful that, you know, even though it's not here anymore, that in the end, like it allowed all of us to grow. This is the Alchemized Life podcast, and I am your host, Ava Johanna transformational mentor, speaker, teacher, and most importantly, a woman on a mission to bring wellness to the world. This podcast was created to bridge the gap for anyone craving more love, health, and happiness in each and every day. And with every episode, you will receive practical guidance to create magic in your own life. Combining the expertise of wellness visionaries and thought leaders, each week we will bring it back to basics and provide you with the tools meant to empower you to thrive emotionally, physically, and spiritually. So together, let's ditch the mean girl, you can't sit with us vibes, grab your favorite yoga pants, and start to find your uniquely alchemized life. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Alchemized Life podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, my name is Ava Johanna, and I'm so grateful to have you here. We have such a powerful episode today, and I know I say that every week, but it's because it's true. I have pretty rad guests on this podcast, which I'm so grateful for. And Divine Grace Buzka is no different from any of the phenomenal and super profound authors and teachers and healers that make frequent appearances on this podcast. I'm really excited to jump into this episode today. And to be honest, Divine has been a really fundamental part of my journey of moving through different beliefs and understanding where different habitual patterns and stories have come from. So we talk a little bit about that today, as well as her own story of awakening her soul and awakening her spirit on her own journey and how she moved into becoming a spiritual mentor and author and open seer and a channel. And some of her story just like fully gave me chills throughout the episode. So I'm assuming it will do the same exact thing for you because it's wild. It's really, really cool to be in conversation with her and you guys are really going to love this episode. And before I sat down to record this intro, I meditated and just took a moment to ask my highest self and the universe, what would be most powerful for all of you to hear and it's kind of perfect because it goes along line along the lines with what we talk about in today's episode. But the greatest gift that we can really give ourselves is this gift of awakening. The act of waking up shows us our potential. It shows us where we've been playing small. It shows us that there is magic in every single day. And that type of awareness is so healing, truly, not only for us, but for generations to come. Because when we heal ourselves, when we wake up, when we start to do the shadow work or this deeper work that really starts to move traumas, move stories out of our bodies, then we don't pass them on to our children. So really, really powerful. And awakening is like taking that first mindful breath. You know, it's that aha moment that teaches you how precious life truly is and makes us recognize that there's so much more to life than just clocking in and out and only looking forward to happy hours in the weekend. I know that that was me for so long. And I just feel like when you wake up, you realize your power, your ability to create the ease that you can have in any area of your life, all areas of life. And when you wake up, you kind of just like take up space unapologetically because you know that when you do, you get to have it all. 
when you do wake up, when you do take up space, when you do claim the desires that you have and step into your greatest expression, you get to have it all. The universe wants to support you in the pursuit of your soul's awakening. And once you start doing this work, so many of you, I already know, you can't go back to sleep. But honestly, why would you? Life isn't dull anymore when you wake up. It's technicolor, it's vibrant, it's alive. And you're co-creating every moment with this universal energy that's woven into every single thing. And I think that we are all worthy of waking up in this lifetime. I don't want anyone to wait a minute longer. And I think that because you're listening to this podcast, you've already started waking up. And my goal throughout the rest of the year is to just support the collective awakening in every single way that I can. And that's really why I created my course, Be Your Own Mentor, because it is that initial breadcrumb of awakening and claiming all of the desires that you have, all of the dreams that you have, and starting to make it a reality, starting to get really, really clear on exactly the work that is necessary to be done, the tools that are necessary to support you along the way, and then where you are going. And it's so much fun too. I just wrapped up my VIP immersion last week and it was so incredible to connect with women that had taken the course, women that were about to take the course in this round and just share all of these collective experiences and really start to get the confidence in showing up, just showing up, whether it's online, in person. And like I said, like claiming every single desire that you have, because when we claim it, the universe is like, yes, okay, she means business. Let's start to show up for her. Let's start to bring her the opportunities and the experiences to support this vision coming to life. But the awareness and the awakening is necessary for us to really pay attention to pay attention when all of these signs are being shown to us, when the right people and the right things are falling into place. Because if we're asleep, we don't notice those things. We don't notice them until they're yelling at us and screaming at us. And I know so many of you are nodding your head right now because you've gotten to the point where something is screaming at you when you open your inbox and every single time you see an email from your boss or from your coworker, you're saying, I can't fucking do this anymore because I've been there. So I know. And I've gotten to the point where my body has been screaming at me because I've been so out of alignment too. And so really my course is the call to action to awaken, to take life and no longer sit still, no longer be asleep and start to really co-create magic in every single day, in every single area of your life. Because again, you're worthy of waking up in this lifetime. You would not be listening to this podcast. You would not be stepping into this vibration if you were not worthy. And each and every one of us are worthy. So Be Your Own Mentor is a 10-week online course for those of you that haven't heard about it yet. I'm so excited about it. It's the second time that it is launching the second round. And I'm really, really looking forward to this round because I'm adding on the optional addition of a 10-week coaching program. And so this is a 10-week group coaching program. It is my VIP group business accelerator program. I talked about it a little bit last week and you guys, I'm just so jazzed up about it. It really is there to help you in every single way to feel confident around showing up online, sharing your voice and creating high impact content for your ideal and dream clients. So it's really adding on to... The second part of Be Your Own Mentor, which is the career transformation and helping you to get clarity around what you offer, who you offer it to, what you solve in their life, your pricing, 
the value and the impact that you are serving through your programs, your services, whatever offers that you're creating. It's supporting you and showing up and how to create content, how to develop your intuition so you can create content that is really timely for everyone that is watching and in your, what I call little business ecosystem. And then also confidence in showing up. How do we attain the confidence to really shine and open our hearts in every platform, every arena. So when people hear our messages, they know that we mean business. They know that we are an authority and they take our work super seriously to the point where they immediately, without even having to talk to you, know that they want to work with you. Those are the type of people that we want in our programs and in our services and in our offers. So we talk about how to attract that type of client. We also get into some of the more techie stuff that that really is to combat the I have this idea, but I don't have any business experience and I don't know how to do tech. So there's a whole week on creating the digital foundation of your website, your emails, any graphics, and really using my background as a digital marketing manager, a brand specialist, and a graphic designer and website designer to support you in building your beautiful brand and representation of your work online. We also talk about sales and selling from your heart, money mindset, and how to nail any sales call. And then finally, we also talk about marketing and networking. So how to collaborate with brands, how to get on podcasts, how to be a part of events, and all of that fun stuff that really helps you to just create massive waves in the industry. So I would love to support you. You can find all of the details to apply in the show notes. It's also on my Instagram, so you can apply there. I'm accepting applications right now. The group program launches on March 16th. And if you just want to do the course to start out, open enrollment has already begun and you can enroll from now until February 11th. And there's a ton of bonuses involved in either, whether it's signing up for the coaching program and getting the course for free, or if you just sign up for the course, there's a high vibe playlist that I listen to every single morning on Spotify that I created for everyone in the course. There's a private Facebook group. There's my Unbreakable Confidence course, which is a 30-day email course that goes alongside the Be Your Own Mentor course. So I'm really showing you guys all the love and giving you all the support that I can in either facet of it, whether you do the VIP Business Accelerator program, which includes the five group calls, the private Facebook group, one 60-minute one-on-one call, plus Be Your Own Mentor and everything that's included in that. Again, you can find all of the details for Be Your Own Mentor and my VIP group Business Accelerator program in the show notes. And let's just jump into today's episode with Divine Grace Buzka. So like I said, I've worked with her before and you will hear a little bit about that in today's episode, but I really, really wanted to get Divine on. She's actually been on the podcast before. We did it about a year and a half ago when I still lived in San Diego and it was more of a like group podcast. So we also had two other guests, um, Melanie Esperon and Rafaela Giampolo, and we all talked about channeling and spiritual Uh, development and intuition. And today with Divine, we jumped even deeper into the journey of becoming a healer and intuitive, how she actually started serving her clients and building her business, how to move past doubts that come up or feelings of unworthiness, her approach to manifesting, spiritual bypass, and how we as leaders can hold space for our clients and those around us to do the work in a contained environment that really feels safe to open up into her daily practice of increasing her vibration and connecting to that universal energy. And also 
utilizing intuition in making decisions um, through the lifespan of her business so far and how to keep your faith really strong. So we talk about a lot of different things. It was a powerful episode. You guys, you're really, really going to love it. I think it's a little bit longer too. Um, I'm not sure. I have to go check on that. But if you resonate with this episode, if you resonate with what I'm sharing, with what Divine's sharing, please make sure to take a moment and share this episode on your social media or share the episode with a friend who might benefit from anything that we have talked about today. And if you have yet to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, it would mean the world to me, truly. It helps the podcast get out to even more people. And my goal with 2020 is to step away from sponsorships altogether, from outside sponsorships altogether, and really just use this podcast as a way to get information out and um, support all of my programs in the ways that I can support you. So Reviews definitely help to grow the podcast um, as I step away from working with sponsors and really just focus on this being a content platform for you guys to learn and alchemize your lives, for you guys to awaken and really step into that highest level and highest version of yourself. So without further ado, everything that you need is in the show notes. Let's jump into today's episode with Miss Divine Grace Buzka. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Alchemized Life podcast. This is actually my very first interview of 2020. So I feel so excited and just so grateful to be sitting in conversation with Divine Grace Buzka of Divine Grace Today. She's been on the podcast before. She is a spiritual empowerment coach and energy healer. And she has blown my mind on so many different occasions through her work, um, through the interview that we had about a year ago, and just through everything that you put out there. So Divine, thank you so much for coming on The Alchemized Life. Thank you, Ava. This is such an honor. God, and to be your first interview of the year, I did not know that. So thank you. Wow, yeah. I'm excited to be here. I know. We're going to open it up with a bang for sure. So Definitely. some people, uh, I'm, since you came on the podcast, the audience has definitely grown, which I'm so grateful for. Um, but I would love to just introduce you again to everyone that's new, those that have listened to you um, in the previous episode. Where did you get your intuitive gifts from? What is the journey of you stepping into this role as a spiritual empowerment coach and really utilizing your connection with source to work with your clients one-on-one and then in your online platforms to really find that spiritual transformation that so many of us are looking for? Yeah. Well, as a kid, um, I think I was about four and a half, five years old. Um, when I moved to America from the Philippines, um, I started having these crazy spiritual experiences. And from there, life just felt different than like everybody else's version of it. And um, I couldn't deny like this other world that I was experiencing. And, you know, I did the whole like, you know, went to school, um, had a corporate job. And for some reason, you know, I was checking the boxes, you know, and I was still feeling empty and I was still feeling like yuck. And I was having all these accomplishments, but I still wasn't there for me. And I realized that there were things in my past that I hadn't fully healed or fully processed. And so I actually embarked on my own journey my own self-healing and self-love journey. And that pretty much sparked like my, I guess my, my wanting to 
get in this as well, get into this as well. After seeing, you know, how I was improving as well in my life and seeing the differences and the improvements that were coming in and um, how my life is changing, um, I started wanting to like tell people about it as well. You know, the, my friends who were going through the same thing. And um, at the same time, like I, in my corporate job, I was still longing to go to what I was passionate for, which, you know, always was my spirituality and my faith. Um, and so I quit my corporate job. I became a healer. And from there, I started using, I finally started using my abilities in my practices. And, um, and these abilities, you know, were abilities that I had known, you know, all my life, but were quiet about, because again, you know, these are things that you don't really talk about when people aren't seeing spirit or aren't hearing things like you are. And so, um, so these are, you know, the tools in my, my magical bag, as I would say, um, that I use in my practices or in my practice. And so that, that pretty much created what is now divine grace today. Mm-hmm. And so it was really based off of like my life experiences and my own healing journey. And, um, and then after that, you know, me helping, you know, my clients and seeing like, wow, like this actually does work. And, and honestly, it's, it's continuous. And you know that mm-hmm. uh, we've talked before, it's no one's ever done. And so I'm still on it like everybody else. And so, but that's pretty much what created what is now divine grace today. From yeah. the, the different iterations of it, I should say. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm curious because I think that so many of us, all of us have intuitive gifts in some sort of way, but it's our childhood that we often dim those gifts because we're told that there's nothing really there or you can't really hear anything. Did you grow up having that... um, not negative experience, but just like the kind of like the shutting out and the denial of your gifts and your connection to source? Um, I think there was this one time I actually saw spirit in the house that I grew up in. And I remember running out. I think I actually included this in my book, running out and telling my family. And they're like, oh, what are you talking about? Like, there's, there's no ghost there there's no spirit there or whatever and they kind of just laughed at me but at the same time it's like but you know I know that other family members have seen the same thing you know so so that kind of stuff and also of course wanting to be like the cool kids at school you know those insecurities also kind of helped dim or block or I should say keep myself from wanting to like share these experiences more yeah what do you think what was like the turning point where you were like, no, I like need to be sharing this. Was there like a pivotal moment where it was just like, this is so blatantly clear that I have a connection that is able to support myself or other people. The older I got towards late high school years, I started having more and more of those crazy experiences and where I would encounter certain people that would just they knew things about me and would tell me oh, I knew how to do this. I had a certain ability and like they knew that about, so they were psychic as well, obviously. And they could tell that I, I had abilities and that they would tell me that I had those too, but I'd be like, what really? Um, so I, I was encountering more and more of those people. Um, and I was also having dreams 
And, um, and I would have dreams of these balls of light. I know this sounds silly, but th- they would come in and they would tell me things and almost like instruction on how to like heal or live life and also certain things that would happen in the future. And, um, and then they would always give me, you know, something in the end, like, like something that would happen in the, you know, in the near future that would prove that that dream was real, that that wasn't a dream that they were real. And so the more and more that I had those experiences, you know, it kind of, that I feel kind of encouraged me to come out more. So I don't think it was necessarily one big moment. I think it was like a series of moments. Yeah. I think it was a series of moments and a series of a couple people that I met and sat down with, um, one of them being my friend's mom and one of them, um, in the book, her real name's not Idalia, but I, she's some, her name is different in the book, but you know, I, I encounter these strangers and it's just, it's like these, these encounters that you would only read in books or see in movies mm. where, um, I like, actually there's this one time where I was on a train and I swear I stepped into like a different dimension and it was, I was still in the corporate world and I lived in Carlsbad, California, and I was working in downtown San Diego. And, um, so I, I rode the train every day and so it was the same car every time, same like train every time and same time, same people, same everything. And for some reason, this one morning I walked in and I was late and everything was different and the energy felt different and the train was crowded and the people that normally sat there in that same car that I used to sit in, they were completely different. And, um, and the person that I sat next to, he again, turned to me and had said these words that, you know, the night before, actually, before this happened, I had this dream once again of, you know, the ball, the, the, the ball with the white light, you know, and they would come in and, um, and talk to me, but their last line in the dream was, you know how to bless. Well, when I sat next to this guy on the train, he turned to me and he's like, I know who you are and you know how to bless. <laughs> so, um, so I was like, okay, well, you've got my attention. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> so we had this huge conversation. He told me all these things and, um, basically that, um, you know, that yes, there was more to life than just this yeah. and waking up and just, you know, running on the hand, the, the wheel basically, right? Mm-hmm. Like you wake up, you go to work, come back home, you eat, sleep, you wake up, go to work, come back home, eat, sleep, but there was more. And so, um, the rest is in the story. In yes. the book. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> no I, take I have too much time on that story, but yeah. Full, full goosebumps right now. Full goosebumps right now. Oh my gosh. That's, that's, so wild. I don't even want to say it's crazy because I totally believe it. And I just think it's so beautiful to have those experiences and to have the awareness around those experiences too, because I guarantee so many people that do have that type of connection or are being guided by spirit and by the universe towards their path are having little encounters like that as well. But often we're just so like face down in our phone or distracted by some sort of problem that's going on that we don't recognize those magical moments like that. We're not paying attention. We're not aware. We're not present, you know? And so, and that's, I feel like that's, 
that's what takes us away from actually realizing and recognizing the magic and the beauty that's around us naturally every day already here. And so, yeah, um, I think we'd be more in the state of awe if we opened up our eyes and actually paid more attention. I, I believe that the state of awe and the, the state of gratitude go hand in hand. And mm-hmm. those two, I feel really just ignite, you know, the one's frequencies, one's vibrations. And, um, the one, it helps you stay in the present. And two, I feel, um, it, it, it's, it's one of the practices that I do every day, actually. Um, I call it like the state of awe meditation, but basically it's a way to help me if ever, I'm, especially if ever I'm feeling kind of like yucky or down, it helps me like elevate my vibrations because sometimes people go like, okay, well, you know, I can just write a list of gratitude, like a gratitude list, but a lot of times it doesn't work. And so sometimes you need to be in a state of awe to mesmerize that beauty at something worth mesmerizing at, right? Um, to to really get at that, to really step into that gratitude state. Yeah, absolutely. So. I mean, on Christmas morning, I was making a gratitude list of all of the great things that happened in 2019 because I was just starting to feel like a little, just a little down. Um, yeah. And later I found out that it was eclipse. So there's a lot of emotion there, but, um, but I realized like, as I was writing the list, it wasn't helping me at all. And I started crying and I was like, well, my gratitude list isn't working right now. And so I took a step back from it and I just like tuned in and I was like, well, what do I need in this moment? Like what would make me feel good? And I think that, um, I love that you kind of pointed out that like, sometimes if we just like list things we're grateful for, we don't like fully connect to that energy. It almost turns into a chore. So I love this idea of like being in a state of awe. And so can you just explain a little bit deeper for someone who might be like, okay, how do I cultivate that? What a like quick step process is to cultivating awe around you? So there's this little, there's not little, there's simple, this simple practice, this simple daily practice that I, um, I teach my clients where, um, on a daily basis, and I would do this, I I would try to do this outside because there's more beauty outside, I feel, (laughs) than in like a a room (laughs) with just four walls. But so for the beginning, what you would do is you would check in with your internal self, with your internal body. One of my thoughts right now? What are my, my feelings right now? And you're just checking in, you're just acknowledging, you know, what they are. You're not judging what they are. You're not like, Oh yeah. Okay. I'm sad. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah. Okay. Right now I have that, that emotion running through me and that thought running through me. Okay. Or maybe that I'm hungry right now or I'm cold, but you just, you kind of just check in quick, simple five seconds. And then after that, you check in with your external world. How is your external world like? What does it look like? Is it is it warm outside? Is it cold? Is there a breeze outside? <clears throat> is it dark? Is it gloomy? Like just check in real quick, just to see, you know, just to be present with it. Okay, and then after that, you would then take your attention to something that you think is of beauty. So that's why I say, you know, try to go outside because then it's easier to pick out a flower, you know, or, um, you know, something in the the sky or a a tree, um, or the way that, you know, a tree is, you know, blowing with, you know, the breeze, but you pick something out that you think is beautiful. 
and you just you stare at it and you really and it has to be something that you sincerely i should say that you sincerely feel and think is beautiful and you mesmerize at it you 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 how should i say this you um basically you're like in awe of it right for a second and as you're mesmerizing you know this this thing this work of art you're also asking yourself certain questions like how did i come to be so peaceful how did i come to be so wealthy if you want how did i come to be so happy and you're not actually answering those questions but you're still looking at so it's like weird because you're kind of doing multiple things here right you're still mesmerizing at the beauty that that is but at the same time you're asking these questions um and even though you're not in that state because you're met because you are recognizing this piece of beauty you're there's something happening within you Mm-hmm. right you're now stepping into that that state of awe right because you're recognizing beauty but at the same time you're asking yourself how did i get to be so peaceful how did i get to be so joyful so so happy as if you were already that even though you're not and for some reason you know you, you start to there's something about your mind that starts to believe that it is already mm-hmm. in that state because it's almost like you're um, you're tricking it because you're in that state of awe. So you're starting to feel good because you're like, yeah. oh my gosh, that's so beautiful, right? Um, but you continue to ask yourself those questions for like 30 seconds or however long you want it to be. It doesn't take long for you to start to feel that in your chest and in your body, um, but you never actually answer the questions. Mm-hmm. like. Like how, oh, how did I, how did I become so happy? Um, Because maybe you're not happy yet. So you're not actually answering the questions. But at the same time, you're still, you're still in that, you're still, you're, I guess you're, how should I say You're bathing in that state, in that energy. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I've been uh, listening to the book, The Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. And he talks all about um, meditating from that space of already like feeling all of the feelings of whatever you're manifesting and calling in. And so it's an actual like chemical reaction that's happening by asking those questions because your brain sends a signal to your body, your body starts feeling all those feel good, like chemicals or hormones. Yeah. And then it's just like a two way street, basically of the body feeling the mind right. thinking. And so They're it's really bring those in. Exactly. And it's so cool because like it's happening on a biological level. Right. And the more that we do that practice, the more we actually become that person. And so if we ask ourselves, how did I become so wealthy? Exactly. Why am I so wealthy? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then the brain goes to search for the solution to that question. Right. But then you're not, but you're stopping it. But at the same time, you know, it's stuck here in that state of that awe, that state of awe that you're in. And so it can't help but feel good. Yeah. You know, and so like you're, so you're creating more of that energy. 
And so now you're in this state of gratitude because your your brain believes that you're already wealthier, that you're already happy, that you're already peaceful. Yeah. And so, but that's exactly that. it. And so, I love that. So when you first started your healing work, how did you actually start serving clients and building your business? Like for me and for so many of my clients, I know that when we like first traverse into a new area, doubts can come up, fear can come out, feelings of unworthiness um, regarding success come up. So what was that process like for you? Did it start slow or did you kind of just like throw yourself into it? A little bit of both, I would say. (laughs) A lot of it was was word of of mouth. And so a lot of referrals from friends. Um, I stayed away from family. <laughs> that was where a lot of my insecurities are, or were, I should say. Um, they still are every now and then. That's how I started. It was a little bit of both. It's, I, I put myself out there as in, I was like, all right, well, um, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to create a website. I created a website. I think my website back then was mytruthislove.com. <laughs> and... Um, so I had my website and I had like my, I'm like, I'm just going to put it out there in the universe, right? Because that's what I believe in, or that's what I believe in. You put, you put it out in the universe, you know, and, and so it mirrors it back to you. Right. And so, but at the same time, you know, it wasn't like I was catching, you know, a huge net of fish that was all of a sudden coming in. It was a little bit at a time because again, it was word of mouth. I started from my car, taking calls, in my car. That was crazy. <laughs> Were you still at your corporate job at the time? I was. Okay. <laughs> so taking calls for my car. And then after that, I had like temporary, quote unquote, temporary office spaces in Encinitas um, off of Manchester. <laughs> and then after that, I, um, I moved into my space in Hillcrest. That for me was like when it became like super, super, super official. Um, because I was actually seeing clients in a in an office and in space that was mine. It wasn't temporary. I wasn't just in there on Tuesdays and Wednesdays or whatever. I was there every day. And so that's when a lot of my business grew. That was when my business grew a lot. And I did the whole Groupon thing. I remember in the beginning, which was crazy. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that on here. (laughs) I would never do that again. (laughs) Okay, good. That's good for all of us to know. (laughs) Okay, sorry. (laughs) Um, However, I met so many of, you know, so many of my dear clients that, you know, from eight, 10 years ago that are still with me now. Yeah. You know, from that, you know, um, that they bought that, you know, that, that discounted Groupon session um, and then ended up buying, you know, the bundles for me afterwards and then they just became like not only clients but now friends as well so and that have been with me the last eight to ten years Mm. so yeah um, and so that was like the real official like space of mine um however that also didn't last long because um i went through a divorce and so i had to shut that down so i i left hillcrest um i closed down my business for a few months before, you know, opening it back up again. But this time I was seeing people at my house. Mm-hmm. And um, and at first I wasn't happy with it. Um, however, it was what I was able to, to do or to work with then. And, um, and that was when my business grew even more. 
and it surprised me. <laughs> I didn't think that it would grow even more working from home, but it did. Even working on you know referral base, and so, and then after that, um, I was in Solana, in Solana Beach, and so yeah, yeah. So how did you keep your faith strong through all of that? Because I feel like those times when we are transitioning and up leveling. So going from taking the phone, the calls in the car to having a temporary space to your own office space then to home and then to Solana. Um, mm-hmm. And now where you're at too, how do you keep your faith in this momentum versus a fear in the unknown? Because I feel like so many of us just want to know exactly what's coming next, myself included. I feel when I know the steps, there's this like element of completion and it feels safer and like I have the ground beneath me, but so many of us don't have the luxury of having every single step. Most of us, 99.9% of us don't have the luxury of having every single step along the way. So I didn't. <laughs> yeah. So how did you, how did you stay faithful um, with the momentum and the trajectory that you were on versus like fully allowing fear to capsize you? A lot of it was... I know this is this is gonna sound silly, but a lot of it was my own faith. Um, my own faith in um what I knew I was able to create. Not only for me, but at that time when it got really, really scary for my son. Mm. And so um and sometimes Ava, when you're God, when you're at rock bottom, you know, what else do you have to lose? Yeah. And so you go deep, deep, deep inwards into that, that intimate part of your journey with spirit, with God, with the universe. And for me, um, I've always said this, it was my faith that has always saved me. And, you know, like you said, you know, we don't have all the steps. I don't have all the steps. I don't know all the information as much as I channel from spirit, as much as they give me guidance and, you know, information, they don't give me all the details. And so I'm, I'm still having to do it as well, you know, with blind faith. Um, A lot of it is just that knowing that, you know, I've, I've made it here before. And if I can make it here, then I can surely make it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm that same person, and I'm continuously evolving. If I'm continuously evolving, and if I, so that must mean that I'm more evolved than that person there in the past. And if that person in the past made it here now, then I can surely make it there. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the things that has supported me too throughout, like I was saying, you know, the past few months have been really tumultuous for me, is recognizing that I'm going to come out on the other side having grown and having learned. And I will be a little bit smarter. I'll have a little bit more faith. I'll have more experience. And it may not show up in the way that I exactly am projecting right now. But regardless, I'm going to grow through this experience. Right. And that's the thing. That's why it's so important to do the work, as I call it, because... It's those experiences that catapult us into, you know, one, that person that we need to become in order to move 
forward and in order to continue to move forward in order to create, you know, that, you know, that ideal life that we want to arrive in. Mm -hmm. So if we continue to be mad and angry at these experiences, we continue to attach ourselves to it. Yeah. To them. And so therefore we'll never move forward. Yeah. I'd love to touch on that a little bit more because I think the other side of it is just bypassing it all together. And, you know, so many of us hear about spiritual bypass and, um, I think a lot of us hear the term spiritual bypass, but don't know exactly what it means. And, the thing that I love about your work is that there's no bypassing at all the shadow. I mean, I literally came to you and was like, I got some blocks. Let's, <laughs> let's dig deep. Let's do it. Like I came to you with the intention of like getting my hands dirty and really looking at the shadowy parts of myself that I knew were holding me back from accessing the life that I really wanted and the career that I wanted and the relationship that I wanted. And so when it comes to spiritual bypass, how can we as leaders really hold space for our clients and those around us to do the work while always remaining in a contained environment that allows them and ourselves to really feel safe to open up into? Because I think that the bottom line is, is that it's a level of safety and security. That's why we don't want to look at this because we're scared. We fear our own safety. We fear at, at, the, at the very baseline, death. And the, I was having a conversation the other day and she asked me, you know, like, how do you, what, how do you deal with the fear of death? And I said, well, we die so many times. Like we die over and over and over. We, um, have so many different ego deaths and we shed so many different layers of ourselves and it's necessary to die if we want to evolve. And so I'd love to just kind of dive into this topic with you and hear your thoughts about it. No, I definitely agree with you. And it is necessary to die in order to evolve. And I think that's why we have so many lifetimes, you know, zooming out a little bit here, you know, that's why we have, you know, different lifetimes. That's why we have, you know, reincarnation and why we keep coming back to life, you know, to, to improve upon the the lessons and the experiences we had the lifetime before. And so you zoom in a little bit more into one lifetime and the same thing happens, except this time it's, these experiences throughout our lives that we're dying in, as you would say, um, the death of the ego, you know, versions of that time and time again, giving us the opportunity to grow from that and to learn and to evolve consciously. Okay. A lot of the times, yeah, spiritual bypass. (laughs) Let's talk about that real quick. (laughs) Because yeah, a lot of the times people come into the spiritual journey or the spiritual world and go, well, you know, I'm just going to carry crystals and that'll clear away like the blocks. And then like, they don't actually look at the blocks or they don't actually learn to look at the experiences or their own life story, their own self, like in the mirror. And so they're, um, they're attached to using the tools instead of actually doing the work, right? And so as spiritual leaders or um, practitioners who are holding space for other people to do this work, we must held, be held accountable as well mm. and have integrity and actually be doing this work also. Mm, yeah. How how intimate do we become with our own journey, with our own spirituality, with our own faith, with ourselves? 
do we allow ourselves to really go into that space and face, you know, those shadows, face the uncomfortable and face, you know, the things that we don't really want to talk about because while we've talked about that before and, you know, that person's never going to change and whatever, you know, and they're not conscious enough or whatever. Right. And so, but if we allow ourselves to step into that, that space, hold ourselves accountable and continue to do the work ourselves, I think it becomes natural and, and it's an energy thing going back to it being an energy thing. um, It's an energy thing that when someone steps into your energy field you know, in your office or space or on the phone with you, your energy is already allowing their energy to relax and calm and trust the space for them to open up into. Does that make sense? Yeah. So everything is energy, right? And so if we are working on ourselves and we are allowing ourselves to evolve and create a certain kind of energy, that energy then allows us to help others naturally. It's not about having to do certain things or say certain things, having certain certifications even, or even having, you know, a beautiful office. No, it's, it's you. It's being you. Mm-hmm. Who are you being in front of that client? Yeah. Um, I forgot who said this, but it's, um, one, everyone is a healer, and um, and this goes this goes along with it. But you you can actually heal someone just by sitting next to them. Yeah, yeah. Based on how well you're able to manage your energies, and how well you're continuing to do your healing work on mm-hmm. yourself as well. Based, you know, depending on where your energy is. If it's if your energy is vibrating high, you have enough life force in you to sit next to someone, not say a damn thing, not do a damn thing, but literally sit next to someone and help elevate their energy. Yeah. Help them heal. Yeah. It's all about embodiment. Yeah. Exactly. It's embodiment. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting because I listened to a it was like a webinar all about creating safe containers and like in-person experiences and events. Right. Um, the woman that ran it was her Instagram is Andy Love. I think she's San Diego okay. based. Um, but I she does a lot of that. yeah, yeah. She's phenomenal, and she was just going on about how it's really about how you hold space for yourself that will mm-hmm. dictate how well you hold space for others. So, right. what is it that you're doing to show up for yourself on a daily basis? When you feel the feels, whether they're good feels or they're bad feels, um, and you know they don't even have to be labeled good or bad. They're really just you know gratifying or ungratifying. But yeah. regardless, <clears throat> who are you to yourself in the times when you need the support, in the times exactly. when you need to do the work? So I'd love to ask you then, like, what is your daily practice of supporting yourself, holding space for yourself, and increasing your vibration and energy look like? my daily practice um i actually have my alarm clock set at 355 <laughs> um so i wake up really early um and you don't have to do this but for me it's it's a must i need to have this like morning routine before my day like starts um but i wake up early um before anybody else in the house is awake i wake up 
and I do my meditation. Sometimes it's half an hour. Sometimes it's 45 minutes. Sometimes it's an hour. Um, I do that. Um, I read a book. Depending on how long my meditation is, I'll, I'll read that book for about 20 to 30 minutes. And I will do my channel, my channeling. And so I'll sit and I'll write and I'll just channel through whatever guidance I have for that day. And so that's how I set myself up. But that's, you know, that's on like a normal day. If I, if I was being triggered one week and let's say all of a sudden I had a bunch of like just stuff come up, right? All these triggers and all these, all these insecurities, all these blocks, right? I would actually schedule out couple days for myself just to make sure that I, I gave myself myself the time for one not only that great morning routine but that that the time during that day or those days I should say to do the self-work as in maybe just turn off my phone for a little bit not be so much on social media and kind of just go in my cave and actually lean in to those fears and to those blocks and those insecurities coming up but I, I basically go in my cave, so to speak, yeah. when th- that kind of stuff happens. And so, yeah, I don't know if that answered that question, but yeah, no, I mean, I think we have, we actually have, which is kind of cool. We have really similar practices besides waking up at the crack of dawn. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wake up at like seven or six thirty. Um, but I do the same thing. I'll meditate and I'll either read or I'll listen to Sanskrit chanting and then I will journal and I'll write and I'll ask myself, how can I be of service today? And right. I will just write whatever comes up during my meditation into my journal. And it really allows me to just drop in to this, into my heart. And we were talking yeah. about this before we hit record of how That's right. really like up-leveling in your business. It's not about a new strategy. It's not about a new sales email. It's all about getting into that energy of really embodying that version of yourself that is already operating at that level and embodying right. the the level of love and um, energy and vibration of support and service that is fueling your why and fueling your intention for the work that you're doing. And it's so wild because I was always so doubtful that that would be... Maybe it wasn't doubtful, but I just always thought that it was going to be the strategy and that approach no. for business, but it's all, it's like all energy. No. Yeah. yeah. It's all, everything is energy, which is one of the things I teach. And that's, you know, a lot of people kind of overlook that or don't really grasp, you know, a deep enough understanding of that, but everything literally is energy. Your thoughts, your emotions, your intentions, that, that subtle thought that you had in the back of your mind, that is creating a tidal wave for later on, you know, and the way that you, you know, your transactions, you know, these are energetic transactions with people that you have um, in your relationships, that kind of stuff. This is all karma, you know, the, the cause and effect, what we're putting out there and what we're bringing back in. This is the same way that we manifest. This is the same way that we create our life and our reality. Yeah. Let's talk about manifesting because you're doing a manifestation challenge right now. I don't know. Are you going to relaunch it at any point in the future? I am. So I will relaunch it at springtime. So okay. I'm not sure so that- yet what date. Yeah. Okay. That'll be perfect though for when this episode goes live. So can we talk a little bit about your approach to manifesting? And I 
Um, I assumed before you even shared anything that it's different from like the standard approach to manifesting that we see, um, you know, on Instagram or like on a cute little Pinterest graphic. But what sparked your interest to like dive into manifesting? Because based off of our sessions that we've done, we never really dove into manifesting. So I'm just really interested in like how <laughs> how you manifest. So I actually I love manifesting, and um, this is one of the things that like um, I like kind of slide into the session <laughs> with like my healing clients and my coaching clients. But this is like my like, oh, yes, I can talk about this and I can let's like, let's get like our hands dirty in this like all day, every day kind of thing. But manifesting my, my whole take with manifesting. Um, so I watched the secret when everyone watched it, right. Back in like 2006, 2007, I believe it was. And, you know, just like everyone else, like I, you know, I, I was like, all right, I'm just going to think about that thing that I want. And, um, and so I did that, I, you know, made the lists and I did the vision boards and, you know, I still do that. I still make my lists. Um, I have mine, you know, from, um, actually this is my husband's on video for <laughs> year, but cause we do that on New Year's Eve, made my lists and my vision boards and, um, and I still do that, but you know, I felt like there was more to that because I was just getting frustrated over and over again because well, like either things weren't coming in or things were were coming in incomplete. Like there were things missing. Um, whether it's like actual components of the thing that I was manifesting or like a feeling inside of me, which was even worse. You know, that feeling inside of you, like God, like if that thing that you wanted to manifest is here, you'd think you'd be happy, right? You'd think you'd feel fulfilled, but for some reason, like there are times where I, it just felt like incomplete still, like, I don't get it. Like the picture looks good. Like it's here. And so, so I realized that like through all the work, all the experiments, even like throwing my, my vision boards away for a while, um, that it was in the healing that manifesting for me, when I was able to really hit the bullseye, it was when I coupled it with my healing work and my, which to me is self-mastery. So self-mastery and manifesting, you put those hand in hand. It was like, like, you know, this like explosion of like beautiful unicorns. Yeah. <laughs> unicorns all over, right? Um, but my take on manifesting is there's this part I call it manifesting 1.0 and then there's manifesting 2.0 which i feel is the part that everyone knows about that's mm -hmm. the part where you know we um we we think positively and we do the vision boards and we do the, the gratitude lists and you know and the secret and the law of attraction all that kind of stuff but the 1.0 is where i mainly focus on and, and I have stuff too, tweaks for like the 2.0 stuff, you know, the tools, the awesome tools that I do believe work, um, that are great tools, but I think that they would actually like in order to properly use them for them to actually properly like work, you would need to actually properly do manifestation 1.0, yeah. um, which is all the like the self-mastery work. Yeah. Identifying like your actual hardcore blocks, kind of like what we did with you. Mm -hmm. And ident identifying where they're coming from. And and 
taking the time and as much time as you need to really understand and process those blocks to actually face them, you know, and this is where it's not light and love. This is where it's not pretty. This is where all the shadow work come in. And this is why a lot of people get frustrated with manifestation because a lot of the times, you know, like I said, they, they bypass this work or they overlook it or they, they don't do enough of it. They only do a little bit of it and they go on and, you know, they manifest a little bit of what they wanted, but then like it goes away and they get frustrated again and they don't understand why they stay or why they can't really hit the bullseye on that. Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. So, so that's why that's so that's my take on manifestation. It's, you know, there's actually two parts of it. There's you know, manifestation 1.0 and manifestation, manifestation 2.0 and to really get to like the good part. And, you know, to actually use the tools that everyone's excited about, me too, I am too, um, you would need to do the first part first. Mm, yeah. I mean, I totally agree with that. I, I'm thinking about, and when you were sharing that, I was thinking about like how there's a lot of things that I've manifested that have come to me and very similar to you, like I get it and I'm like, but I'm not feeling the feeling. Um, right. I think that LA is a perfect example of I was manifesting moving up to LA for so long. And then once we got up here, it was good for a little while. But then I was like, wait a second, that void is back again. Mm -hmm. Maybe this wasn't exactly what I was looking for. And I think that when we bypass the deeper work, the healing work, the self-mastery, a lot of our manifestations are still stemming from our ego of what we think we want. But it might not right. necessarily be like what our soul is desiring, what our heart right. wants. And that's where the true fulfillment comes from. And so right. I think that it's so important to take a step back and ask ourselves like where am i currently blocked and where could i potentially be manifesting something based off of like outsider external perception or just my ego wanting something that is going to make me feel safe or seen right. in a way that isn't like really really authentic and true to me that pretty shiny thing right yeah that, exactly like, that's ugh, that's like attracting you right in the distance. So, um, but I'm glad that you brought that up, but yeah, it's, that's why a lot of people, um, when I ask them, you know, what do you want? You know, a lot of them will say, you know, I actually don't know. Yeah. And the people that do, that do say what they, you know, that think that they know what they want, um, later on find out that they actually want the complete opposite after doing the work. Kind of like what you're saying, like, you know, I, I, I thought I wanted to move to LA and then I realized, oh my God, like, Maybe I'm not. Like, give me a nature, please. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. funny. So funny. But I mean, I think that it's important though that we do go through these experiences of witnessing and observing one, our ability to manifest, but right. also pushing ourselves into places where we have no choice but to observe the life that we've created. Exactly. Exactly. So I want to talk to you about pivoting because mm -hmm. I am a master pivoter. And for those that listen to the podcast, they probably already know, but I got rid of all of my yoga classes and really just started focusing on my VIP coaching and the podcast. And I'm curious for you because you had your beautiful mm -hmm. space in Solana Beach and um, over this past year decided to let that go and focus all of your attention on really building an online platform to help support people on a grander scale doing this work. And so how did your intuition play a role in making that decision? Because I imagine it was not an easy decision. And really, how can listeners from what you've learned, use their intuition and work with their intuition when they're at that kind of turning point in their life? 
it definitely was not an easy decision. And when it struck me, that realization of, oh my God, (laughs) I'm not supposed to be here. Um, or this isn't supposed to be here. I'm supposed to pivot. And so it's transition. It, it was really scary. Um, there was a lot of shame and guilt and fear that came along with it. Um, also because there's a lot of people attached to it too, that I, I didn't want to hurt that I didn't want to disappoint, but I knew that I, it, I, not just the space, but I was out of alignment and I had, I had to be really honest with myself with that. Um, it, you know, a lot of, a lot of the times it's funny, you say that you're like this, like master pivoter. I, I feel like I do the same thing. <laughs> you know, I get like this download from like spirit and it's like, Oh, okay. I'm, I'm going there. And yeah. you know, that's where I'm going. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and you know, and it, it, it always turns out well. Um, but a lot of people, you know, along the way, it's like, Oh my God, I can't believe you did that. Um, but when, you know, when I got the download and when I paused and I took a step back and I looked at what it was in front of me, I realized that I was not in alignment with it. Um, that, and not just it, itself wasn't in alignment, but I, I, myself, I was not in alignment. I wasn't being the person that I needed to be, that I wanted to be. And so, um, so yes, even though that there was going to be all this, all these things coming in, if I had made the decision, all these people that would be affected, um, I would be affected, you know, huge financial risks. I had to take a look at what was, what was more important. Mm. It, like in the long run. Yeah. That if I continued to not be in alignment, that all of this would actually end up not honoring all those people anyway. And it would not honor me and it would, and it would create even more of a financial risk. Um, and who knows? I mean, it, we, it could have gone elsewhere down that route financially, but most importantly, like I was not in a good place. I wasn't feeling good. Yeah. Period. It was, it was so simple. It didn't feel good. And I think a lot of people like overlook that simple guidance that our body sends us that, Hey, you don't feel good right now. Something's off. Something's wrong. You're not in alignment. What are you going to do to get back to feeling good? You're not in alignment with, you know, whatever it is, your vision, yourself, your principles, your whatever, your integrity. And I realized that's, that's why I needed to make that decision. Um, I also, um, I realized too, that I, I wanted, so my intention for that space was to teach and was to teach, you know, on a larger scale. And, um, and I realized too, that, that, that wasn't the place for it. And so, um, and that's why I had the, um, the inspired, (laughs) inspired idea (laughs) to, to leap into, you know, doing things online mm-hmm. and, um, and teaching, you know, a larger audience there, so to speak. 
Um, yeah. I think we also sometimes might feel like we make the wrong decision in those times too. And we're like, okay, I am going to act on that, that gut feeling or that like knowing that I'm, that it doesn't feel good. And if we don't get like the instant gratification, we can shift into this place of, oh my God, did I make the wrong decision? If like things don't take off right away in the direction that we were hoping for. Um, So how can listeners that are in that position that maybe don't have the instant gratification that it was the quote unquote right choice for them to choose, you know, the path of alignment or choose a certain way. Um, What would you suggest or maybe just some words of advice that you can offer to really keep them anchored in, in their own faith? And in their own like internal compass and really still trusting that space and those gut feelings and all of those feelings. Um, honestly, um, for me, um, I thought I had that internal, I thought I had that, you know, that instant gratification. When I made the decision and I sent my landlord, my email, I had this relief. I mean, it was my husband actually who was like crying, like, oh my God, <laughs> you're letting this beautiful space go. Um, but it was me who felt like this relief. And that's when I knew that, okay, I'm making the right decision. However, afterwards, it was everything else. It was transitioning out of the, the space. Um, and, you know, that's when so many things hit me, like emotions. Um, certain people were gone. Um, you know, there was hurt and just disappointment. And so I, I'll be honest, I had to go into my cave for like a couple months and, and actually like process all that and heal through all that. But again, it, it was, it was getting back to like that intimate space between me and like my faith. Um, and, um, and looking back at what that taught me, mm-hmm. um, I think we we kind of talked about this earlier. It's um, how did how did I grow from this? Yeah, what what did I gain from this? Because even though I've lost certain things, I must be gaining a lot because I'm I'm hurting a lot. Yeah, yeah. I think we forget. Yeah. I think that we forget like our, our capacity to receive means that we're going to receive more love, but also more. It doesn't just go in one direction. Right. Exactly. And I, and this is going to sound kind of silly, but I feel like, you know, sometimes when, um, when you go through something and there's a ton of pain afterwards, that's almost like, that's almost indication that there's so much there for you to also gain Mm -hmm. so much love and so much growth and so much wisdom that you're also taking from that. And so I also think that there's no wrong decisions either. I think that every single decision we make is the right decision. It's bringing us closer to our mountain, or it might be bringing us further away. But in the process of step taking a couple steps back, there's a lesson 
uh, some sort of like karmic lesson that we need to learn. And that's why we decided to make that choice. Exactly. It's, it's, um, cause I believe the same thing too. It's, I don't, I don't believe in mistakes or failures. If anything, please continue to fail because that means that you're, you're just going to continue to get closer to where you need to be. Um, but yeah, I don't believe in mistakes. And, and so this quote unquote mistake or this, this experience as I would call it just helped me become more of who I need to be. And not just me, but again, you know, talk about energy transactions, all the other people and all the other things that this affected as well, you know, allowed opportunity for those things to evolve and grow as well in the way that they needed to to go mm-hmm. in the, the way that they needed to grow, evolve and grow as, as well. And so, yeah, 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 totally. I mean, I think that anything, anything that we quote unquote lose is actually mm-hmm. just creating space for more of what we want. And that's exactly. what I experienced a lot over the past like month or so, um, you know, different things that I was working on or different partners that I had, um, business partners, not, not romantic partners, just got that one. <laughs> I was like, um, yeah. Um, different like business partners that I had or brands that I was working with, anything that fell away, I kept reminding myself there's a reason for all of this. And yeah. Very, very shortly into 2020, I realized exactly what that reason was. And I'm so grateful that I continued to have faith and remind myself of that knowing and that trust. Because had I not, there would have been so much more fear, so much more doubt, so much more worry about what was to come versus just really leaning into, I know that I am supported. I know that I am supported here. And just like allowing that to be my mantra through it all. Exactly. It's like you said, it's, it's reminding it's, it's that continuous reminding of ourselves that no, I, I know that I'm safe. I know that I'm being guided the right way. I know that this is all, you know, for my highest and greatest good. And you're yeah. right. You know, it's, it's never a bad thing to, to separate from certain people or certain things. It's you, like you said, you're only giving them space in order for them to grow as well. And to, mm-hmm. you know, for you to also receive what you need to receive and them also. And so yeah. um, never there's, how do I say this? If there's a relationship or an experience in your past where there's like a gratitude lacking, that's indication that, you know, there's still some things that you need to work on regarding mm-hmm. that because I guess, yeah, at the end of, you know, certain connections, there should always be gratitude. Yeah. You know, there should always be that reminder of, you know, that was actually a beautiful connection. And I'm thankful that, you know, even though it's not here anymore, that in the end, like it allowed all of us to grow. It gave yeah. us the opportunity to grow individually mm-hmm. and as a whole. And so, which yeah. is what we're all here doing anyway, right? As a, a yeah. species, as a, people's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. It's so true. And I, I definitely take solace in that, that we are, or every relationship is put uh, in front of us as an opportunity to grow. So I'm curious, have you received any like big downloads for 2020 that are kind of collective messages for all of us? I wasn't ready to share that, but yeah, um, <laughs> maybe I'll share one of them. Yes, one of the things. Yeah, one of the things <laughs> um, that has been really like one of the main themes that have been coming up in my channels lately is this theme of coming home. Mm. 
And, and I felt this too. I, so I recently went back to my yoga practice. Yay. Um, like, um, last weekend actually. And, and I heard it there too, but, but this theme of coming home that this year, there's a lot of that energy coming up for all of us and whatever home means to you, you know, I'm coming home, whatever that means, I'm coming back to a a space, an intimate space with myself that feels good. I'm coming home to faith. I'm coming home to me. I'm coming home to whatever. What is, what is home to you? Cause home is not a geographical location. Sometimes, you know, it's, it's an energy. It's, yeah. you know, it's a space. And so, but a lot of that, a lot of that, um, a lot of that theme has been coming up a lot lately in the channels. And, and so I'm kind of curious how that will unfold this yeah. year for a lot of us. Yeah. That's so interesting. You know, one of my big takeaways after being in Costa Rica was shifting away from doing everything with such a masculine approach into really honoring yeah. the divine feminine in my business yeah. and then in my personal life as well. Because when I was out in Costa Rica, I, and sorry for everyone who's listened to this podcast, um, <laughs> but because I've shared this a couple of times before, but um, when I was out there, I was able to really step away from work and simply just be and receive. And it felt... It was one of the most natural feelings in the world. And I kept telling like Corey when I got home um, and then through here, just like it felt like I was coming home. And so... I think that I channel in some sort of way. I don't know exactly which way I am, but (laughs) but yeah, I feel that. I feel that. I feel that so deeply in like every single cell. Yeah. It's the act of surrender and it's the act of acceptance and it's the act of receiving, which a lot of it is. Yeah. It's the feminine energy coming in. And so. Beautiful. I love it. I love it too. Divine, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Where can people find you? How can we work with you? And how can we support you? So people can find me at my website, divinegracetoday.com, my Instagram handle at divinegracetoday. I I have a couple, or I have that course, um, Manifest the Best You Manifesting Course. Um, it's actually, I release, it's it's launched, it's launching today, actually, um, day ah! of the interview. Um, and it's only open for like a week, but I'll be relaunching it again in the springtime, probably when this airs. Yes, um, yes. So I'll be launching it again in the springtime. So I'll be putting up a wait list um, on my website. So look out for that. Um, and then I'll also be releasing a podcast, um, as well called, um, manifest the best you. Um, so I guess my whole theme this year is really teaching a lot of like the self mastery and the manifesting work. And so mm. really a focus on self mastery. And so I love that. that's my whole thing this year. Um, but I'm also still doing one-on-one sessions. And even though I do not have my brick and mortar anymore, I still see clients via the telephone or, um, zoom live video. Um, so I still do my, um, my spiritual coaching, spiritual guidance and coaching um, sessions and also my channeled readings. Amazing. Thank you so much, divine. And for everyone listening, book a session with divine. I was referred to divine and um, 
I've talked about I've talked about our sessions before many times in interviews because they were truly, truly, truly life-changing for me. Just like 75 minutes of us digging in really deep and me walking away, a changed woman. And so I think everyone needs to book a session with Divine. And I'm sorry if I, I just love- totally filled up your schedule. No, but, <laughs> but you're I incredible so and everyone needs you. <laughs> it was your birthday when you came in. I felt so bad. She came in in like her white pretty dress and it was her birthday. And like she came out of the session like totally crying. I felt so bad. I was changed though. It was it was a great session. <laughs> oh, well, thank you, Ava. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. 